Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light Podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden. I will be your host. Truly, my mission is to support others with defining and aligning with their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we take a moment of stillness and silence to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace, and may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on this fabulous episode today is the one and only, oh, Sefriana Lugana? Luna. Luna, see? Now I'm a G, I'm a G. I'm yes. Honest about Laguna Beach, right? Uh, she is the queer spirit guide and visionary CEO of Living Luna. Sefriana is dedicated to transformative magic and uplifting others. And this is true. I have been blessed enough to be in person with Sefriana uh, just this year. And again, soon in less than two short weeks, we are co-facilitating Sedona. Uh, this magical woman is a star seed and a super nerd. Love that about you. Uh, she passionately explores spirituality, multidimensionality, and wellness. Committed to the ethical and sustainable practices, Safriana empowers visionary leaders and healers, fostering self-alignment and authentic embodiment. So much alike. I love you. Her goal <laughs> is to unite and heal the world, one leader, healer, and community at a time. Safriana, what a blessing it is to be here with you. I would love for you to share with the audience where you're joining from. In your own words, what what really in your is your soul fire that really sparks you and ignites you? And uh, Safriana just launched a solo book that I know she's going to tell us all about. So welcome, Safriana. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for that introduction. And yes, so I'm Safriana Luna. And I am joining you from Maryland, East Coast of the United States. And uh, my soul just gets lit up about the idea of a world where every single human being can be themselves. Mm. I see it as every person's unique blueprint there from, from their gender expression to their ethnicity and their race to their religion to their worldview to their sexual orientation like all of that is a unique part of them and every how many billions of people do we have on the planet now there's mm -hmm. that many different kinds of people and I exist to help facilitate a world where we can celebrate that instead of it being a source of division and hatred and fear-mongering mm, and that. that's it's not an easy mission right when we look around in the world right now uh, but it is so important and it's part of my starseed story and all of that. And uh, yes, in my writing career, in my fiction and my nonfiction both, I try to really highlight that, highlight the unique individual journey and the differences of people because that it deserves to be celebrated. It's so cool that we're all different instead of <laughs> exactly the same because that would just be so boring. So I mean, totally that's so boring. true. What, what, what wisdom, what level of guidance, what level of inspiration would we really receive if we were all doing the thing that a lot of us are doing? So let's not pretend in this conformed, 
idea of what the human experience is supposed to be uh, in rather than what, what Safriani and I speak so largely about is just embodying and embracing the full amount of love, no judgment, no expectation, no condemnation. Like who are you and share every part of that with yes. me. <laughs> yes. Authenticity is like my, I mean, so my brand living Luna, uh, Luna is an acronym. It stands for loving unashamed and nurturing authenticity because that's what I want to do. I want to nurture people's authenticity because most of us have been nurtured out of our authenticity, right? We've been given this one size fits all. This is how it is. Like, this is who you have to be. Check these boxes. And like, no. And so many people are suffering because they are forcing themselves into those boxes because they feel like that's the only way they, they can be right? And in some cases, it's the only way for them to stay safe, unfortunately. And so that's a big part of my mission too, is make the world safe for people to be able to be their authentic self. Mm. And that takes brave people like myself and you standing on the front line saying everyone deserves to have a spot at the table. Everyone's voice is important. We all matter. Uh, because unfortunately, there are people that think that's not true. It is number 11 in the abundant affirmations. We are safe, supported, and loved. And uh, when we use those kinds of techniques, I just like to shout that out, just like what you would say. It's it's just, it's no different than saying I'm not, right? So it's just flipping the coin and moving into a place. The universal energy right now is all about authenticity and you will soar when you're willing to do just as Sefriana is an expert at lean in, lean yeah. into who you are with love, and with love. Yeah. And it's not always easy. You know, for me, there was a moment in my journey where I was, I was still a trauma therapist. I was very new into that career. I was in a very toxic relationship that could be described as domestic violence. And I was in a church that I didn't even go to's bathroom. <laughs> Where, where you have spiritual awakenings, right? <laughs> and I was washing my hands and I looked up in the mirror and I made eye contact with myself and I went, oh my God, I love you. And it was like this full moment of surrender to myself. And that was the moment where I was like, I can't, I can't keep going down this path of pretending to be something I'm not and putting up with people, people trying to force me into the boxes, right? Like I'm going to go rip my boxes apart and go over there if you can't love me for me because I love me for me. And it wasn't until that moment where I was like, I love me for me that things started to make sense. And it was still extremely scary even from that point. Cause I was like, okay, I love me, but clearly these people around me aren't going to love me for me because they haven't been every time I've tried to step forward in authenticity, there's been bullying or, you know, naysaying or tearing down or whatever. And so I had to, I had to hemorrhage a lot of contacts a lot of people from my sphere to get where I am now, which is completely, and I mean, surrounded by people like you, right? Like that's my blessing now is it was not good. My circle was not good. There was a lot of pain. And then I had this moment of self-love. I deserve more. I realized that I felt it. I chose to integrate it, right? We can have these aha moments and not integrate it, right? We can have that moment. Where we're like, Oh, I don't deserve this this isn't quite good. I'm going to go right back into it, right? Because we're so afraid to break away. So we have to integrate 
okay, I actually, I do deserve better and I'm going to pursue better and make that choice to actually install it and let it be our new way of being. And that took me a couple months past that point of my realization. And I had to do a lot of work in that time within myself to quell that fear of what would happen if I lost all those people, right? Because we don't know what we're going to gain. We only know what we're going to lose. So I could see all the people I was going to lose and all the situations I was going to lose, right? I couldn't see where I'm standing now, uh-huh. which is published author, international bestseller, you know, retired from trauma therapy, doing transformational coaching work and surrounded by the most incredible people collaborating on retreats, collaborating on books, collaborating in community where other people want to lift me up as ju- just as much as I want to lift them up. And that's the thing I never thought I could have until yeah. I allowed it. It's, you know, I love that whole reflection because the truth is it is some, it does sometimes feel easier to settle, to just pacify everyone and people please. It's a big program that's been running a very long period of time, especially in women. And I'm not paying man against woman, but it is huge. Like, don't say that. Don't do that. Uh, Just get in line. Get in line. Don't draw attention to yourself. It's a, it's a wildly spread idea. So I love that reflection because it is, it's, you know, sometimes it does feel easier to settle, but what I want to swing back to is that what you've seen on the other side, because that's my story too, what we see yeah. on the other side, which is limitless possibility. Holy shit, Batman. <laughs> I know I had this moment the other day where I was like, okay, I used to be a teacher. And when I was a teacher, I could literally only be a teacher. That's all I had the bandwidth for, because I mean, the public school system's on fire in this country. I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but it's overworking and it's not good conditions, right? So that was all I could be. And then I was a trauma therapist working in agencies and, you know, seeing 40 clients a week. And that was all I could be because you can't be, you can't be on that much for other people and still have time for yourself, right? And so now all of that, you know, retiring from all of that, integrating, oh, I need to be more than just one thing. I need to be fully Safriana. And Safriana is a creative. She's a leader. She's a CEO. She's a, you know, trendsetter. She's all of these things. And there was this, oh, I can do whatever I want now. I have reclaimed me and reclaimed my time and my energy and all of that. And it's like, oh, all these, all these pipelines are open to me of, of, you know, abundance and community and connection and just beauty that I never dreamed if you told me five years ago, I'd be sitting where I am now. I would have. I would have fell out of my chair too. <laughs> time and time and time again. It's true. Yeah. And I say that a lot too. Like if somebody would have, but what I love about the, and, and this is perhaps part of my belief, you know, we're all still, there's still beliefs we have to have. There's still programs we have to run. Uh, it's just, it's part of the human experience where, um, but it just, um, just is it's phenomenal like when you don't if you can just let go and not know and not worry about knowing that's where the infinity is it's I don't have to know Mm -hmm. I just have to be open to receive it I have to trust 
I have to get out of the settling and I have to get into the trust of it and be willing to not know what comes next yes. and fully available to embrace it. And right. it is different than what we've been taught, but boy, it is a, you want the magic pill? Let go of knowing and just start walking into the invitations that show up for you in your yes. inboxes, in your life cycle, <laughs> like just yes. start paying attention to the present moment, right? Yeah, all, I mean, there. and then yes, and then it's, it we're provided for it. It's so funny, you brought up those words. I have uh, Tosha Silver's wild offering deck and the, oh, she's amazing. And I, I let go today, letting go. <laughs> So I've, I've got trust on my desk. When love is invited to take over, right actions arise at the right time. Allow me, dear divine, to wait patiently until the timing is right. Let me rest in the unknown until the clear path is shown. Like, this is exactly what you just said, isn't it? Like, same energy. This, The unknown holds the unlimited possibilities, and it's scary as heck. And, you know, I understand fear inside and out very, very personally, and I'm never going to tell anyone like, oh no, it's yeah. No, you just do it scared. You just do it scared. And that's okay too. Like sometimes the fear is showing us that there's a glimmer on the other side because that's the, oh, this is a big risk. And the biggest rewards sometimes come from the biggest risks. Powerful statement. Uh, it is true. It is true. I always look at it like this in the same platform. It's just doing it a different way. And damn it, the way that I've been doing it wasn't working. So <laughs> I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to trust instead of not, yes. because wouldn't you say that most of your life or for me, even it was about, are you sure you trust that? Are you sure you can trust that person? Are you sure that's a good idea? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you certain? And my definition of uncertainty is infinite possibility. Mm. Yeah. I love you, Capriana. I love being here with you. Tell it, would you share with the audience a smidge about, because this is a, this is a daily practice. This is a transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to put any boundaries up and say you can't transform overnight because when you get to a certain level, you can't. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to throw that out, but how, how did you, how did your relationship shift? Cause this is a big deal. I don't want to do that because I'm afraid my partner, my mother, my father, you know, how did you walk through this from a relational standpoint as you be started to really awaken and open and, and connect to yourself and self-love? Because I'm going to say the word, even though I don't like it, it relates to a lot of things. You know, at some level of this stepping into soulfulness, it can feel like boasting. <laughs> it could feel like, you know, <laughs> like I love me and yeah. I, it can feel selfish yeah I call it soulful but it can feel like that excuse me there what comes to mind for me at first as you say that is I used to struggle so much with the idea of going first because I was the first in my family to go to college and I put myself through college I didn't have help I was the first in my family to write and publish a book. I was the first in my family to do the self-development work and go to therapy and get, you know, get help. I was the first in so many ways. And that included my friend group and included 
my relationships. And there was a part of me that really struggled with that. Like, does that make you superior? Right. There's this part of me that was very like, uh, I, but everyone else is here. And if I go here, is that going to make me better than them? No, it's not. First of all, if anyone else is thinking that, like, because that was a place I was trapped. I didn't want to be better than anyone. So I thought I had to be the same as everyone. But what ended up happening is as I started to climb my ladder, the people who were meant to be with me also start climbing their ladder. And the other ones that aren't meant to be with me, they just stay down here. And eventually I'm so far beyond them that the relationship kind of faded or ended or dissolved, you know. And that was hard on an emotional level. Of course, we don't like loss, especially of people. Uh, So I don't want to say like, yep, if you step into your authenticity, you're going to 100% keep all of the people. No, it's usually not that way. That's the reality. But we begin to get so much more clarity on who is willing to step up with us. And we talk about this in my little, I'm polyamorous and I have a, a polycule is what we call it, like a molecule with all these different connections, right? And in my polycule, I am the one who has done the most self-development work. I'm the one who's done the most spiritual work. And I constantly am saying to them, that does not mean anything about you because we're all going at our own different pace. And someone has to go first. Someone has to, because in an order, right? If you've got 10 people, one of them has to step up to the counter to get their, their dinner first, right? Like someone has to go first. And I had so many mindset issues around that where I kept myself stuck because I didn't want to go first or I didn't want to get ahead. Oh, I I've, I've heard in. myself say that years ago. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. I don't want to get ahead of my partner. Yes. And that's something far. We don't, cause we don't, we don't want to risk, right? The loss. But again, as I started to climb my own ladder, I started to see the people who were also willing to climb the ladder with me. Did that mean that they were at the same, you know, level of the ladder? No, but sometimes what happens is I get to here and then I kind of am hanging out for a while and they get ahead of me, right? That's the beauty when we are encouraging each other. And I think that that's, if someone is not encouraging of your self-growth, they're probably not a person for you, right? If they cannot respect your boundaries, they're probably not a person for you. And they're probably there to teach you Mm. of what you do not want and what is not in alignment for you. And that is a gift. And that's something that looking back, I'm so able to look at, uh, you know, that relationship I mentioned that was domestic violence. I am so in gratitude now for that relationship because, oh my gosh, did I learn everything about me? (laughs) Everything about me of this is who I truly am and this is how I need to be seen in the world and how I need to show up and I need to be around people that honor me. Mm. That was a very important lesson to learn. And so I'm able to look back with that deep loving and unconditional compassion of hopefully that person also benefited from the relationship in the way that I did or a similar way, right? That they realized, ooh, I shouldn't be with people who I have to try and tear down or keep small. Right, Because it can go both ways. Sometimes we're afraid for our partners to grow or expand because we're afraid we'll get left behind. But it really comes down to the more we can support one another, the more unlikely it ever is that we will have to separate Mm -hmm. because we can go through rupture and repair. We can grow together. We can go at different paces as long as we're able to communicate openly. And I certainly had some people who were not able to communicate openly. Mm -hmm. when I started to step into who I was, including family members. 
Yeah. It's, it, I mean, this is a big thing. It is. Relationships in this experience is a bit, they're a big deal. Uh, but I love the way that you have uh, elaborated on that. And some will lose some, you know, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And I know that's so fun and old, but there will be, if you want to call it loss, there will be, or you can call it a process. There is a process. There is still a process. And some processes, some experiences are meant for only a moment. And so we treasure right. that moment and some for several years, but they're all activating. They all hold value. They are all part of the, the willingness and commitment to connect to the whole of this experience. Right. Yeah. And if we're unwilling to look, we limit ourselves. So limiting. And, uh, I, I got divorced. I was divorced after 20 of 25 year relationship. Wow. And here I was thinking, should I, I planned that never would happen. But now that I look at it and in, in even just a few years after the divorce, I look at it like this was the most activating experience to remind me of who I was right. and who I could be and who I really want to be. And I treasure it. Just like you said, there is a treasure there that holds value yeah in my life that and then we get here where we are where it's just like all you know I want to say it's all butterflies and roses in some sense and that's because I just choose to see it as all butterflies and roses yeah yeah there are still times where it's like well mm, I didn't expect that but boy I didn't expect to see a purple butterfly today I thought they were all orange <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and you know, I'm I call myself a shadow alchemist because I know there's we don't have to be scared of our shadow. We don't have to be scared of the darkness that we've experienced. There's so much wisdom in it and there's so much desire mm. in the shadow. That's mm. the see that's the part we miss out on. If we're not willing to look at the the less comfortable parts of the shadow, we're also missing out on the juicy parts, you know, the seductive parts, what I call the soft underbelly of the light, because mm -hmm. it's literally like two sides of the same coin, the light and the shadow. And when we embrace the shadow, we can dance with the light even more. And, you know, you and I are very, woo, the light and light warriors and, you know, light workers in the world and all of this, but when we have that awareness of how the shadow informs the light, it expands the light even more. And so yeah. that's something that I really strongly believe in is like, we don't have to bypass the less, the less, you know, fun, uh, that we, we like to judge it as not fun. Right. And we like to judge not you know, crying or looking back at a trauma or whatever is not fun. Uh, but yeah, if we can just look at it from a different perspective, wow, this is going to unlock this next level of my dreams, of my desires, of my capacity to receive, it really, it's tremendously transformative to embrace the shadow. So true. So true. And you've got, you're working on a piece that, that helps others lean into uh, that experience of writing a, a story. You know, I'm in publishing and Sefriana is working with a uh, a collaborative partner and also creating a space where people can talk more about that because storytelling is huge when it comes to, huge. to these parts of the experience where we want to, 
you know, they are what they are, what they are, but can we look at them with a graceful and compassionate eye rather yeah. than shit that was dark and I want to either push it away or I want to get lost in it. Can we just give it love and compassion like everything else? And I find that writing is such a huge activator or yes. elevation of that piece with with what you like to call the shadow work of it. I think that just, mm -hmm. it really just, to me, now this is my experience, it just like lays it all out there. And it's like, okay, well that happened and I can't change it, but how can I share it in a way that someone else doesn't have to feel bad about it happening to them? Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's either that, either someone gets this resonance with me because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this. Or they're able to go, oh, I don't want that for me. And they change the trajectory of their life somehow, right? Like that's the power of using our voice. And if we keep our voice clamped down, we're potentially missing out on impacting mm. one, if not way more people. Just, I mean, there have been things I've shared that I've gotten feedback from one person, right? One person that it impacted them in some way. And that's enough for me. I'm like, good. I was going to say the same one is enough because one will tell another one. Yep. One will always tell another one. I guarantee it. You can count on it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if somebody has been impacted by something they've read of yours, they will shape shift it in their life. This is how impact works. And they will then, they will then send it to the, it's like the secret. And you know, like you're playing the secret game. I'm going to put this in your <laughs> ear and it's, well, isn't yeah, that, we should do something like that. The ripple effect. Oh my gosh, we should. <laughs> the ripple effect though is, is tremendous. I I've drawn this, I've created this in art so many times, just the pictures of one dot on a grid. And if I can impact three people in my life and those people go on to impact three people in their life. And then this ripple effect goes out now. And suddenly I have indirectly, you know, indirectly impacted hundreds of people by mm -hmm. just holding a genuinely compassionate space for one person because they were able to go out and do that for someone else like that. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what I, mean, I love. It's fun. For me, it's fun. Like this is, this is what I, I get to be part of it. This experience where I get to witness people shift into a higher vibration of love and joy and contentment and authenticity and, and self. It's I just feel our energy. We're like jazzed <laughs> up about it. We're like, yeah, we'll we'll get fired up. This is a great conversation. Okay. So Sephriana, thank you. Thanks for sharing all of your wisdom. It's a gift to all of us. How can people that are listening move closer to you? How, what, how can they, they, uh, how do you, I want to use the word serve in that way, but how do you share a space for them so that they can move closer to, to where you are in that way of being, authentic and yeah. really honoring being able to look in the mirror and say oh my god I love you the most yes yeah so it's very easy to find me by going to either the website that is literally my first name safriana.com or livinglunas.com where you can enter our social space living luna is ultimately a community our slogan is uplifting the others we're literally here to uplift each other and each each other, right? Each person. We want to have a, a effect on everyone that we touch. So if you're looking for a social community, especially if you're somebody who identifies as neurodivergent, queer, 
uh, polyamorous, starseed. Like we have all sorts in our community. We have sweet little cowgirls who are total, you know, like Jesus is my everything. We have people who are atheist. We have all of these people from so many different spheres of life that can just come together and socialize and share memes and have a fun time. So Discord is like our number one space to hang out. Uh, and if you have never been on Discord, don't worry, because we have we have an, a user guide that will teach you how to use the platform. But we really just love to socialize and hang out with people. We have little daily questions of the day that we all hop in and share answers and learn about each other. Like, it's just a really awesome space. And from there, you can kind of get to know me and our team more. But I am a transformational coach. That's what I do. Uh, me, just me, and an author. So you can look at my written work. You can find me on Amazon under Safriana Luna. And you can absolutely work with me on a writing project through Shadow Alchemy. If you're like wanting, you're like, oh my gosh, this person knows what she's talking about with the shadow. We are holding a fabulous container through March called Shadow Alchemy that is both a collaborative writing and energetic experience. And I'm super excited about it. And otherwise, like, just hang out with me. Like, you, when you hang out with me, you will be able to see the sorts of things that I offer. Because I'm so multi-passionate that the coaching, that stays, right? I will always be a coach moving forward to help the people that I need to serve. But I just like doing fun things and keeping it interesting. Like doing retreats with Mary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. No, we're going, we're doing the Sedona in 10 days. Oh my so. gosh. Yes. It's literally 10 days away. Which, days. When you're listening to this, apparently I will be in Sedona. We will be in our we'll be there. retreat, but yeah, that's, I'm just here to make healing experiences for people and to have it be fun as much as possible. So if you want to move in closer to me, come see how we can share an experience together because that's what, even if the experience is just a conversation, that's life-changing. It really is the, it really is the, it's like telling story around the fire. It really is the missing piece because what I believe has been hardwired into all of us is don't share that. Don't say that. Don't. And now is a time where we can say, you know what, this happened to me, or I am this, or I'm feeling this, or this is, and that is really where it's just opening the line. So I'll have Safriana's links in the show notes. Uh, so check her out. Check out the book that she's putting together. If you know that you have uh, a message and you want to talk about the shadow alchemy, about transmuting and transforming and moving into a higher state for yourself of love, joy, compassion, and grace. Uh, if you want to just hang out on Discord. So I'll have all these delightful <laughs> Uh, links for you. Sefriana, I love to ask this question. It's just fun for me. Probably maybe fun for the audience too. One word that describes how it feels for you to lead in this age of love and truth and transformation. Empowered. Mm -hmm. Empowered because I didn't always feel empowered. But now that I'm here and I've landed, I feel so empowered and I'm mm -hmm. just so grateful to be there. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, you know, listeners everyone that's listening we can all land and we can all step closer and and put another foot in towards a community that supports us in landing yes and uh, we are here we are out here holding space for whoever you are 
Yeah. I say wild, weird, and woo. I'm here for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is a beautiful time to transform, to let go, to stand in a place and know that you're safe, supported, and loved, and know that you can be who you want to be today and something different tomorrow. Always changing, always expanding. Always evolving. We are so lucky. We are so blessed. Safriana, what a gift it is to know you, to be able to co-facilitate with you. Uh, just the week that this that you all are hearing this, we are heart deep and creating an experience for other people to, to live this life of love and authenticity. And uh, truly, it's just, it's a gift to connect and to talk about these things all day long. So blessings to, to you, Safriana. Blessings to all of our listeners until we get to meet in this beautiful and collective energy once again. You know what I say, keep shining your light. Keep sharing your truth and your love and your, your team, your people, they're going to show up. Yes. All right. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you. Bye.